0: In the air right now, man. feeling shit right here. Scotch-dorch, nigga. Yeah, Khaled, I see you, nigga. show best born long. Uh, yeah. Uh, yo. I don't give a fuck about your faults or mishapes.
1: to episode number 1 of the Bronx Bias podcast. I'm your host. My name is Denzel. We are coming to you live from the Bronx. Straight from the Bronx with love. You know what it is. You know the vibes. You know what's going on. You can follow me and you can hit me up on Instagram and on Twitter at Rogers Neighborhood. That's R O D G E R S N E I G H B O R h-o-o-d for instagram twitter is r-o-d-g-e-r-s n-e i'm sorry n-g-h-b-r-h-d twitter would not let me keep my vows it's whatever hit me up on there you guys can shoot me a message you could tell me what you like what you don't like if you have questions if you have topics you want to talk about you have concerns you have opinions if you just want to say hi if you just want to tell me what's good, you just want to tell me you see me, if you just want to say, yo, I see what you're doing, keep your head up, all that, others, all of anything that you want to say, hit me up on those platforms. I'm on there the most, and uh, I'll respond on there the most. That's the easiest way to get in contact with me. I want this to be a show for the people. I want the people to be engaged. I want the people listening to feel like that they're involved. So Instagram and Twitter is the easiest way to get in contact, easiest way to reach me. Please utilize those platforms um, just if you want to get in touch. I really want it to be really all-inclusive for all the people who listen. Uh, We want to give the homies a voice over here at the Bronx Bias Podcast. So hit me up. Don't hesitate. Don't be afraid. Those are the best ways to get in contact with me. So the reason why I chose the name Bronx Bias is because I feel like uh, at least in New York or even outside of New York, actually, that people have a bias against the borough of the Bronx. They feel like if you're from the Bronx that you a certain type of way It's usually negative, like you're on the corner, you're a dealer, you're a, a stripper or you're just someone who don't do positive and good things in society. Like, and I've grown up here, you know, I've, I've lived here for the last 16 years of my life. I was originally born in Brooklyn. I lived there till I was 10. But in the time that I've been here, the way that people perceive us is so much different from the way that we actually are. You know, I've went to middle school here, high school, and college, and my uh, most of my adult years have been here. And it's like the love that I that I was with the people who live in these communities up here, the love that people have for me, the met the people I've met, the people I've come in contact with, the people who. Or became some of my best friends, my closest people, my closest friends, like all live up here. And it's such a great place. It's such a welcoming place. It's such a um, beautiful place. And the way that people feel about it is, in my opinion, wrong. Um, I've been blessed enough to travel around the United States. People say to me, Hey Denzel, you know, where are you from? Uh, you know, you're out of town, you visiting, where are you from originally? And I say, Hey, I'm from New York. And they say, What part of New York? And I say, The Bronx. And they immediately say, What? You from where? The Bronx, New York? What the f like? How, how could you be from there? And it's like, first of all, you don't even, you haven't even been there, number one. Number two, you just going based off what you heard. And unfortunately, you know, what things come out in the media and things shape people's opinions. So, the lack of information, if you just don't know any better, and people telling you, hey, the Bronx is this, that, and the third, you're just going to believe it, because, you know, you don't really know, so, that's really one of the reasons why I wanted to name the show that, Um, and I also, it's a double meaning, because I also have a bias, I think the Bronx is one of the greatest places ever, it's one of the most inviting places, most friendly places, at least in my experience, that I've ever been, you know, ever had, like, in my entire life because I lived in Brooklyn first and now I live up here so I mean I just want to dispel those things and that attitude to towards the the borough in general and the people who live up here because it's just it's just a place to live the, the environment doesn't shape the people the people shape the environment and um that was just really important to me to to just spread the message that positivity and creativity and brotherhood and camaraderie and all other good adjectives come from here. I just want that to be on the record. Like I just want that to be emanated from at least this platform, from this microphone. I don't know what anybody else is talking about from but from this microphone. It is positivity, it's brotherhood, it's camaraderie, it's invitingness, it's all good things. Coming from up here in the Bronx And I just want that to be on record So part of dispelling Negative stigmas and negative Opinions and negative views is just With basic information right So what I want to do is create A certain segment at the beginning of each show um, Called Bronx Facts And in this I will give one fact That people may not have known about The borough um, to show You like the things that we bring to the table The things that we offer and the way that We have affected uh, life as as we know it today. So the first Bronx fact is do is, is is part is involved with the the biggest genre in the world, biggest genre in the world. It is hip hop, uh, hip hop, the culture influences the way that we talk, the way that we walk, the way that we dress, the way that we communicate, the, way, the things that we listen to, the products we buy, the people we talk to, the places we go, it literally influences every single thing that we do today in 2020. We are the hip-hop generation. People can say that it's not number one and all that, but it is. It literally is all-encompassing. Every single part of American life is has something to do directly or indirectly with hip-hop. And, Your Bronx fact of episode number one is hip-hop music was started in the Bronx. That is right. Don't let nobody tell you nothing different. If they try to tell you it came from somewhere else, they straight up lying to you. They straight up lying. So I'm going to give you a little bit of the information, a little bit of the backstory. Hip-hop music, also called rap music, is a genre of popular music developed in the United States by inner-city African-American and latino Americans in the Bronx borough of New York City in the 1970s. Hip-hop as a musical genre and culture was formed during the 1970s when block parties became increasingly popular in New York City, particularly among young African Americans residing in the Bronx. However, hip-hop music did not officially get recorded for television or radio until 1979, largely due to poverty during hip-hop's birth and lack of upset a lack of acceptance of the music outside of quote-unquote ghetto neighborhoods. Notable artists credited with the birth and inception are DJ Cool Herc, Grandmaster Flash, and The Furious Five, Fab Five Freddy, Marley Marl, Africa Bambada, Kumo D, Curtis Blow, Dougie Fresh, Houdini, Warp Nine, The Fat Boys, Spoonie, and Spoonie G, The Sugar Hill Gang's 1979 song Rapper's Delight, is widely regarded to be the first hip-hop record to ever gain widespread popularity in the United States. So, that is your Bronx fact of episode number one. Hip-hop music, the biggest genre in the world, was created in the Bronx, New York. so of course uh we have to start with the bad news um two weeks ago well let's start first let's start with a rest in peace and that prayers and condolences go out to the families of kobe bryant gianna bryant Alyssa Carey and John Altabelli, Sarah Chester, Christina Mauser and Ara Zobayan. The victims of a horrific helicopter crash in California two weeks ago that has shaken the world, shaken fans of the NBA, fans of basketball, fans of people or just of fans of people who make a difference. Um, you know it was it was very hard to hear um two weeks ago that Kobe had passed away along with his young daughter because it's 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 the type of news that you just never expect to hear you know everyone on this planet of course is gonna have their day, but when you're a person as as impactful um as Kobe Bryant, it's just so hard to just grasp and understand, you know, because Kobe was wasn't just a tremendous athlete. You know, he was a driven leader. He was a visionary. He was a proud father and a proud husband. He was an Oscar winner, an Emmy winner. And the most important, he was a great man. You know, I am me personally, Denzel, I'm a lover of sports. And one of my earliest sports memories was watching the 2001 NBA Finals. It was the LA Lakers and the Philly 76ers. And I didn't understand sports at the time. I was only eight. I didn't understand basketball. I just really remember, like, my earliest memories was the guys in the yellow jerseys couldn't stop the one little guy in the black jersey, and that was Allen Iverson. And, um, but over the course of the series, the two guys, it was just two guys in yellow who were just getting everything done the really really big guy who was dunking on everybody and grabbing rebounds and blocking shots and the slim guy who was cool and fast and he could shoot and he could dunk and he could spin move and dribble and all that and it just it captivated me it just was like you know who are these people what is like how does this sport work like it just it it started my love for the game and you know Kobe was a part of that you know i was only eight so it was just my earliest memory of sport and kobe was there um i remember in the sixth grade um lebron had just came into the league and i've been a lebron guy from the jump i I love lebron Uh, he came in 2003 and um i just got my fresh lebron jersey my mom finally bought it for me i was begging her for it please get me the lebron and I wore it so proud to school. All the kids at school was on me. They flamed me. Let me tell you. They flamed me because it was Kobe or nothing. You know, that was just the the love that people had for him. Like, even some of the teachers were like, you got a LeBron. What's wrong with you? Like, we're in LeBron. It's Kobe over here. And this is New York City, you know, this Ain't nobody was worried about, like, he didn't care he played for the Lakers. It was just, he was great. So, you know, people just loved him so much, you know. And me personally, I just literally literally grew up with him. You know, I never met him, of course, but it was just like you knew him because he was just a constant for all the years in the league and even into retirement. So it's um, it's just a devastating loss it's so hard to believe even 2 weeks after the news came um it's hard to process still it's a real tragedy um that someone who literally affected the entire world you know not just sports not just basketball um he literally affected the entire world like the entire world has love for him and it's just um it's just a testament to his impact, to his mentality, the Mamba mentality, his supreme intelligence, his love for the game and his love for people. You know, all the outpouring of love that has that I've seen personally um, from people overseas to soccer, to just entertainment, um people and correspondence, the news had the big story spread covering about it. Just everyone in every single walk of life was affected by it. Um, it wasn't just a sports thing or a basketball thing. So, you know, we were, I respect that when you can have just a profound impact on people at large. Um, Cause that's what a legacy is, you know, because there's a million great basketball players but how many of them leave the impact where his untimely passing affects the entire world as we know it um so that's like the beauty of of Kobe the beauty of his his life it not just a tremendous nba player he was a tremendous person who who we will sorely miss, um, we will miss him greatly, dearly. And, um, you know, that his, his loss, um, is a tragedy, but it's just, it's a, it's inspiring. It's motivating to, because you can be him. You can be Kobe. If you, um, apply his, his principles, his mentality, his, his, um, overall view on how he approached things in anything that you do in any aspect that you want uh, you don't have to be a supreme athlete to be like him you can be a great barber or a great writer a great podcaster maybe Um, it doesn't matter what you do as long as you do it with the amount of love and dedication you can have an impact on others and that's what I believe life is about what can you do For the sake of others Um, So Rest in peace Kobe You're gone but you're certainly not forgotten You're more than a five time champ More than a two time Final MVP, league MVP 18 time all star Scoring champ, gold medalist You're more than all that You are inspiration You are a light You are a proud father, a great man And we will miss you We love you Rest in peace Our thoughts, prayers, condolences To all the families involved I want to mention all the victims again Rest in peace to Alyssa Carrie And John Altabelli, Sarah and Peyton Chester Christina Mauser And Ara Zobayan And Kobe and Gianna Bryant You are gone but you are certainly Not forgotten And what I'd like to do Is have eight seconds Of silence to commemorate The life and legacy Of Kobe Bryant Thank you So now let's talk about the biggest sporting event of the year, the Super Bowl. Super Bowl 54 uh, with the Kansas City Chiefs going up against the San Francisco 49ers. So before we even talk about the game, before we even talk about what happened, let me just say, compared to the absolute shit show that was the Super Bowl from last year uh, with the Patriots and the Rams... This was a great game, let me just say Because last year That was the top one Worst Super Bowl I've ever Seen in my Life I've been watching football Around the same time I started watching basketball Oh one The worst Football game I've ever Seen, well the first, the worst Super Bowl game I've Ever seen in my life for real for real. So just compared to that from last year, great game, great game. That just needs to be said off the top. Um but the Kansas City Chiefs came out on top against the 49ers. Uh the score was 31 to 10. Patrick Mahomes became the third black quarterback to ever win MVP of the Super Bowl. Congratulations for that. And Andy Reid finally, finally, finally got his one ring. Andy Reid is a great coach, uh, most notably the coach of the Philly Eagles for a number of years. Got to the Super Bowl in 2004, lost, and just was, I think he was in the league for, I want to say, 16 or so years as a coach uh, without winning a Super Bowl. So, congratulations to him. Congratulations to Kansas City. First Super Bowl win in 50 years. That's crazy, too. So, Congratulations to the entire state of Missouri, Donald Trump. He tweeted that (laughs) fucking bozo. He tweeted that congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs. And he thought that Kansas City was in Kansas. Now, to the average child, that's a, a respectable mistake. But this is the president. Let me quote this bozo. Congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs on a great game and a fantastic comeback under immense pressure. We are proud of you and the great state of Kansas. You are true champions. Kansas City is in Missouri, Donald, just so you know. And, of course, a child, Kansas City, thinks Kansas, sure, but not a grown man and not the president, whatever, off him. Um but this game is really going to be defined by one Patrick Mahomes' greatness and the Chiefs prolific offense but two Kyle Shanahan Kyle Shanahan Kyle Shanahan uh they were the Kansas, the no, I'm sorry the San Francisco 49ers were up 20 to 10 going into the fourth quarter and he deviated from his game. The 49ers are a great running football team. They have a three-headed monster with uh, Raheem Mostert uh, Tevin Coleman and Matt Breida as their running backs, and they run the ball. They run the ball, control the clock, and play great defense. And for some reason, out of nowhere, he just decided to put the game in Jimmy Garoppolo's hands, who was the quarterback of the 49ers. The 49ers won a playoff game where Jimmy Garoppolo only threw the ball eight times. And you have the lead in the Super Bowl. Why on God's green earth would you just say, hey, Let's get away from what a got us here and let's start giving the ball to Jimmy G to throw. Let the Chiefs right back in it. And we say unfortunately the term Cal Shanahan Cal Shanahan is because in Super Bowl fifty one, the when he was the offensive coordinator of the then at well at the time of the Atlanta Falcons, they were up twenty eight to three at halftime against Tom Brady and the Patriots. This asshole <laughs> allowed the Patriots to get back into the game and win the game. So Pat Shanahan. I'm sorry, Kyle Shanahan. You got a bad rap, buddy. You just you just can't get it done in the big games, it seems. Or the pressure becomes too big for you. I don't know, bro, but you gotta do better. Cause we never, we who knows? It took Andy Reid another uh, 16 years to get back to the to the uh, Super Bowl so we don't know if it's a guarantee that the 49ers are going to come back so you didn't fuck that up buddy sorry but yeah I mean they just you know, got away from the run game I believe they had a uh, hundred or so yards rushing going into the fourth quarter and a 10 point lead a 10 point lead keep running the ball Patrick Mahomes I believe threw two interceptions you got to keep running the ball, chewing that clock up, bro, because you wild. And the Chiefs have proven to be able to come back. They gained that momentum, scored 21 unanswered points, and won the game. It was a great game, honestly. And that's what I was most happy about. Again, I'm a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, if you did not know. Uh, terrible towels on Decky. Uh, but I'm just happy it was a great game. And ain't no lead safe against Patton and boys from Kansas City, man, so... Congratulations to them they've proven to be able to come back. Kyle Shanahan had to know that because against Houston in the uh, in the playoffs they were down 24 to zero in the second quarter and ended the half up 28 to 24 and won the game 51 to 31. They know how to come back. They were down again in the AFC title game to the Tennessee Titans who also featured a very good running back. They were down 17 to seven and they came back to win 35 to 24 so Kyle Shanahan this L is on you my G there's no way to there's no other way to slice it you literally had all the cards you had all the momentum in your favor and you just you fucked it up you fucked it up Kyle sorry you fucked that up um but it was a great game a very entertaining game so, from uh, it's way better than that bullshit that we've seen that 13 to 10 bullshit from the Patriots and the Rams last year. And with trash ass Adam Levine and his bum ass bumper sticker tattoos at halftime, like last year's Super Bowl, everything was just so wrong with it. You had bum ass Adam Levine, you had the Rams in the game that shouldn't have been in the game because this they blew that call against the Saints. And hey, how are you gonna have? You're in Atlanta, Georgia. How are you going to have Big Boy from the legendary Outkast and Travis Scott, who had the biggest song of the year, On Fire, Sicko Mode? Oh, yeah, nah, give, give Big Boy and Travis, give him a quick, uh, give him a quick 30 seconds. Yeah, let Travis, you know, even though it's the biggest song in the world, Sicko Mode, featuring Drake, oh, nah, you know, give him a quick 30, give Big Boy a tight 30, and then, 20 straight minutes of Adam Levine. She will be loved head ass, Fuck out of here. That shit was trash. Oh, I'm so, I'm t- <laughs> that shit was fucking trash. I'm so glad this game this year was good. Shout out to Shakira. Her hips don't lie still. Shout out to J-Lo. Cause bro, last year was horrible. Uh, but, I'm sorry, whatever. That was a tangent. <laughs> that Super Bowl last year was so ass. But I'm just so happy for a great Super Bowl this year. Kyle Shanahan, you fucked it up. But congratulations to Patrick Mahomes, to Andy Reid, to the Kansas City Chiefs, to the state of Missouri, Donald Trump, stupid. So moving right along from sports, we're going into music. Music is my shit, for real, for real. Um, The biggest thing I want to talk about really is uh, the release of Lil Wayne's album, Funeral. Came out on, I believe, January the 31st, right before the Super Bowl. He was heavily involved with the Super Bowl in terms of he performed with the San Francisco 49ers and you know he'd be on Undisputed with Skipping Shannon Sharp. Um I'm a big Little Wayne fan. I want to say that first and foremost, um I really think that little Wayne is one of the greatest MCs in the history of rap who may not get a lot of respect uh due to you know whatever the case. I don't know. His last album came out last year uh 2019 it was the Carter 5 it was the highly anticipated release um because he was having the whole uh dispute with his record label Cash Money and Birdman uh he took them to court due to unpaid uh unpaid money basically breach of contract from Birdman where he claimed that he was unpaid for shows for royalties for performances for album sales everything that he could have been paid for from his music career he was not paid for. So with that ongoing case, which was a five year case, uh, it took him that amount of, that long amount of time to be able to release something. So the last album, The Carter Four, came out in two thousand and fourteen, Carter Five, Two thousand and nineteen. And it you know, the Carter Five, it was uh it wasn't great. It wasn't great. I can't I'm not gonna sit here and lie and say, Oh, it was fantastic. No, it wasn't. It was a few bangers on there few good songs it was really just good to hear him you know and that he can finally release something and you could tell when you listen to him there were like a bunch of old songs and stuff like that so with this one i can't lie i was really excited about it like i was really excited because i was like all right boom wayne has had a year he had to release all that old shit i don't even care i'm giving him a mulligan because he's just a fantastic artist in my opinion and he often run with this joint funeral i was like oh it's called funeral we about to put bodies in the ground like i was hyped i was hyped to hear it and um i don't know uh out of 10 if i had to give it a score out of 10 i would give it a i would give it a uh 5 i would give it a 5 out of 10 um it was a long album another one 24 songs, an hour and 16 minute runtime. He had uh, features from Big Sean, Lil Baby, J-Rock, who I really like actually. Adam Levine. Here we go with his bum ass again. 2 Change, My Guy, Take Off, The Dream, Lil Twist, XXXTentacion, uh, Rest in Peace, and OT Genesis. Um, My opinions overall on the album was a little scattered, scatterbrain-ish. Not a lot of structure. Um Lil Wayne has admitted that he does not write music. What he says what he has said, and uh I could find it. I think it was with Fallon doing Jimmy Fallon. He said he does not write. He goes into the booth, they put the beats on, and he just goes, he flows. Um, whether it's about a topic, he could stay on subject or uh something that he just needs to get off his chest or if someone else has a concept if he's a featured artist he they have the concept he just goes in and lays his verse down and it sounds like it because if you listen to the album there's no actual structure of a song it's the hooks are just the same three or four lines repeated as the hook um the songs are if 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 you could think of basically the appeal of A Milli where it was just they put this beat on it's a hard bass Uh, 808, and he's just going hard for three minutes. It's basically that for the majority of the songs on the album. So the style of his rapping really, in my opinion, doesn't match every beat. So he does it really well on a song like Mahogany or Mamma Mia or even Bing James featuring J-Rock. But on other songs, it's like I wish that he would have Actually, taking more time to create songs because this is an album. Now, if it was a mixtape and you're just saying, Yo, I'm just going, I'm flowing, put the beat on, uh, I'm the man, cool. But if this is a highly anticipated album, in which it was, in my opinion at least, I would have liked to hear more. And given that Lil Wayne has gone through so much in his music career from the beginning. To discover, to having the biggest label ever with Drake and Nicki Minaj. They, like, were on top of the world. Carter three, he was on top of the world. No one couldn't tell you nothing about Lil Wayne. So just his entire experience and being such a, a veteran of the game as he is, and he has my utmost respect, I just, you want to hear more. I mean, from our our rap vets, you know, you want to hear more. You just want to hear about their lives more. No Wayne has infinite subject matter to talk about the the games of the industry, uh, his best his his quote unquote dad father figure Birdman becoming his enemy. Like you just have so much perspective, so much life. He has. He's a father. He's four kids. It's like you have so much to give us. You have so many perspectives to give us that's what we look to music for now of course we look to dance and have fun but an artist like that one of the greats you expect to hear like oh he's gonna put all his experiences down on wax and it's gonna be great and you'd be able to relate to it or understand his perspectives and his story and it's just he just went in there and just wanted to rap words like it was no it was no like you couldn't connect to it in my opinion you just couldn't connect to it it's like he went in there he's he's still rapping well i'm not again i'm not going to disrespect him Definitely never going to disrespect the pen or the ability to to rap because he doesn't write but out of the 24 songs on here i personally kept 13 and it's honestly going to go down to 12 um so twelve out of twenty-four, that's half. So half results is in the five grade. Uh, and it's not a lot of repay value on the songs that I actually did keep. I really like Mahogany, I really like Mamma Mia, I really like Bing James featuring J-Rock. I really like Now You Know featuring Two Chains. I really liked Harden, Piano Trap. That was a good great beat uh switch in the middle of the song. But, I mean, other than that, the other ones are just I. And the other ones after that that I did not keep are not listenable, in my opinion. So, Wayne, I don't know. I just wanted more. I just wanted more. Um, but he's still a great artist, in my opinion. And I don't know. I I don't know. Maybe he's not at that point. But, like, you remember an album like 444 from Jay-Z. It's just, like, he he gave you everything. He he gave, He let you have the... The I'm in my bag song, like I'm the man still with um with uh Bam, with uh Family Feud even. But he also let you know what was going on in his life. He talked about Kanye and Kill Jay-Z. He talked about his situation with Beyonce on 444 on the song 444. He talked about his kids with Legacy and Marcy Me and Moonlight and shit like that. And that's that's. As a great, as an older artist, my expectation is to hear about you now. Like, we know about all the women and the money you made and the people you put on and the success you had, but when you grow in the game, its I believe it's your job to tell us about you, tell us about your struggles and all those things. Now, certain artists, I don't look too for that. Like, I'm never going to look to... For example, I'm not picking on him, but I'm never going to look to Lil Uzi Vert to give me some introspective shit. But Lil Wayne, I am, you know, because Lil Wayne is that talented and I respect him that much. And I think he's such a great artist that that is what I want to hear, especially given the circumstances of his career. But it was a cool album. In my opinion, it's a five out of ten I'm going to play a little bit of a song that I really like Mahogany. I keep talking about it because I like it. This is one of the songs where going in that beat, the beat and the flow and the way he's rapping matches. This is like, give me a great beat. I don't know who produced it, um, but it's a great beat. He's just going to go in, bar you up, letting you know I'm the man still. And I just wish that the amount or at least the matching style of his rapping in the beats coincided better. Um, and I wish that he actually took the time and got a little more introspective and gave us a little more life perspective in his rhymes. But here's a little bit of Mahogany for you.
2: Check. Mahogany dashboard. I do the dashboard. Gas to the floor. I'm pressing fast forward. I race a NASCAR. I transport. Just what you asked for. Don't ask me what I asked for. If you can't answer, answer. i dance for muscle relaxation.
0: So I mean,
1: if you like bars, there's definitely bars in there Like he, he's still rhyming well He's still rhyming very well He's still very talented in that um, But it's just For me, for my musical taste I just want to hear more I just want to hear more That's it Nothing against him i love him still he's still one of my favorites ever um but as far as the music i'm listening to right now i'm really only li- an eminem came out too but i don't no want to talk about that really um the only music i'm really listening to right now honestly is two albums 070 shake who i need to talk about more and i will uh r- at, right after 070 shake for her album modus vivendi and those fields again by snow allegra oh my goodness oh my goodness snow allegra hold on round of applause for you snow allegra oh my goodness gracious i love this album it came out at the end of 2019 and so it may be a little, I don't know who, who has heard it, who may not heard it. If you're on it from the beginning, it may be a little old and dated. But this is album is so good. It's RB slash soul, if you will. Uh executive produced by No ID. And you if you're a fan of hip hop music, you already know what No ID does. It's so good. It is so good. It's soulful. It's beautiful. It's melodic. It's oh, it's just And I love when I hear albums from people I've never heard of, like when I discover an album, like when I hear an album that, you know, from an artist maybe I never heard of before or from someone who is brand new on the scene, maybe it's their debut album. But Snow is not a new artist. She's just, um, this is my first time really hearing her. And, oh, my God, it's such a great album. I've been listening to that. And 070 Shake, uh, Modus Vivendi, Snow's album is called Ug Those Feels Again. If you want to download, stream it, whatever, however you consume music, Uh, 070 Shake is Modus Vivendi. But 070 Shake, let me talk about her for a little while. So she's from New Jersey. I know that. And the first time I ever heard her was on Kanye's album, uh, uh, Yay, the one that came out in 2018. And she was on two songs, Ghost Town and Violent Crimes. And honestly, I didn't know much, honestly, about her, you know. I was like, oh, she got a cool voice and everything, and, um, you know, she's she's talented. Uh, as far as I know, I don't know what they're going to do with her in good music, because the scene, the way that they fucked up designer shit, it's like, you know, their management is like, uh leaves a lot to be desired with new artists, but she went in there, she did her shit. Shout out to her. Um... I really, 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 really love it. I really love it because um, it's genre bending because she incorporates a lot of elements in it. Um, there's there's like a, a lot of hip-hop elements in it, but it's not hip-hop. It's sort of in the Tyler the Creator vein of Igor, and I really loved what he said at the uh, Grammys about he wanted to create art, and if you're black or they put you in the urban category, which is a fancy way to say nigga, Or the politically correct way to say nigga. And he made something that is not rap. But they put it in rap because he's black. So I really loved that. I appreciated that sentiment. But back to 070. She had an album similar. Like it's been the genres. There's a lot of hip hop elements in it. But there's some singing. There's harmonizing. There's even bars in one of the songs. I believe it's. Terminal B or Flight 319. I'm not sure which one it is, but there's even rapping. She raps in some of them. So it's just a great album. It's easy listening music. You get up, you could clean your house to it. You could turn up in the car to it. You could get through the train ride on the subway with it. You could work out to it if you like. It's great. I love it. I really love it. And it's really the only thing I've been listening to. (laughs) Like Eminem came out. The Desires leak with Drake and Future came out. But Eminem came out. eh, It was alright too. Eminem's album was alright. I ain't gonna shit on it. But Snow, Allegra, 070 Shake. Shout out to y'all. And round of applause for y'all. Great 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 albums great albums great the last thing i want to talk about before i wrap it up is um big story um involving what i talked about off the top uh involving kobe um and i i really told myself i really really did i wrote it down too don't talk about this yet because it's like a little too close you know i'm i'm actually Pretty sensitive about it still, but I'm breaking that promise. Um, earlier in the week, uh, Gail King um, interviewed WNBA legend um, and star in every sense of the word, Lisa Leslie, um, about just, you know, j- it was a general interview um, with, with her. And in the process, um, she asked her how she felt about Kobe's legacy because as um due to in two thousand and three he was accused of rape, and she wanted to know like as a woman, I suppose, how does she feel about his legacy now that he has passed, given his past allegations, first of all. In 2003, he was accused of rape. An accusation, number one, is not a conviction. That's number one. Number two, he was charged with sexual assault, but the accuser refused to testify, and the charges were dropped. A civil case was settled, and Brian had, at the time, acknowledged that he did have relations with the woman, but he did not know that she didn't view it as consensual. So, basically, he was involved with her, And he thought their interaction was consensual, um, but she, I suppose, thought she was taken advantage of or misled or whatever the case. So that is where that came from. And I just I'm I'm still in the grieving process. I'm still in the emotional state um, from his passing because he he was very impactful to me. He was very. Um, inspiring and motivating, and and uh, captivating, and um, just he was just a great person in my opinion. And I just I just hate that someone loses their life, and we immediately run to want to run and try to shit on it, shit on his life. Oh wait, he did this, so fuck all the love he's getting. Oh, he did that. He's not perfect. No one's perfect. And Gail King, shut the fuck up. Like, it, it, and this is why I shouldn't be talking about it, because I'm really just like I'm still wrapped up in the emotions of it. And I understand she's an interviewer. Her job is to ask self questions. Her job is to get real answers out of people and pull things and get the truth. But you got to understand timing. You got to understand the the climate, the landscape and where we are. That is not the time. If you want to answer that off the record, fine. If you want to answer that privately, fine. But the way you, you had to know that, that when you asked that in a public setting and his passing being so fresh in our minds and his impact still being felt around the world, people still outpouring all their love and support and everything that they had for him, you have to be better at, at just reading the room Reading the room, so I'm not gonna go on the level like Lil Boosie did. If you didn't hear that, YouTube it. Go on his Instagram, check it out. Snoop Dogg also went went hard on her, and I'm not gonna sit here and beat her over the head for something. Maybe at the time she thought she was just getting trying to get the truth, but you gotta know when to shut the fuck up, and you gotta know when things are appropriate. That is, at this time, it's not appropriate. It's, think about all the people who are just thinking about that they love him and that we lost someone great and impactful and his wife and his other remaining children and his, and his other family and the people who loved him, the people who support him, the people of the other victims. But you want to go and ask her, hey, is he still great? Because you remember he accused of rape that one time, like, yo, Gail. You don't know me. I don't know you. I don't know much about you. I know you're Oprah's homegirl. I know you have been on TV doing interviews. I remember you did the R. Kelly shit, the interview with R. Kelly. But, and I'm not going to disrespect you. I'm not trying to disrespect you. But shutting the fuck up is okay. It's okay. Certain things don't need to be discussed. And no one's going to look at you in a in a negative light because you didn't talk about it. No one's going to say, oh, you trash, you're not a great interview because you didn't talk about it. It's just you got to understand timing. And your timing was just, in my opinion, very poor, very, very, very poor. And I am, again, a a little emotional about it still. um, But you just got to do better. You know, you just got to do better. You got to know better than that, you know, Um, in my opinion, at least in my opinion. Shutting the fuck up is okay And it's wild underrated So You know if your job is to talk I understand And certain things come out And I'm I'm sure if you could do it all over Again that you would Um it's just certain Things Certain things don't need to Be overanalyzed and dissected Um and shout out To Lisa Leslie she handled it Very 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 well in my opinion Um and we i just want to move on from that i don't even i really i really I wrote it down in my notes do not talk about gail king because i knew i was just very emotional about it but i just had to get that out like i just had to say it out loud so um i just i just hope in the future whenever you know we lose someone or someone who greatly the impacted the world passes away Um, that we just try to be as respectful as possible and we can talk about the real things because remember no one is perfect but um it's just a matter of the timing the timing because we do need to talk about serious things and um rape and sexual assault and non-consexual sex and all those things taking advantage of others is very important it's just her timing in my opinion was was a little off and um it could she could have shown a little more respect to to the legend um kobe bryant and that's all i have to say about that and that will wrap it up <laughs> that will wrap it up thank you guys once again for listening this has been the bronx Bias podcast episode number one number one of hopefully many 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 many, many more um once again my name is denzel You can follow me on Instagram at Rogers Neighborhood, R-O-D-G-E-R-S, Neighborhood, N-E-I-G-H-B-O-R-H-O-O-D. Twitter, Rogers Neighborhood, R-O-D-G-E-R-S, Neighborhood, N-G-H-B-R-H-D. Follow me, hit me, uh, comments, concerns, questions, topics, viewpoints. It's all welcome. It's all welcome. All welcome. It's been a great show. Thank you guys again so much for listening. I'm going to fade you out with a great song. Uh, You know, I was looking for tracks that like specifically had Kobe in it. And it's not a lot. I mean, there is, but it's like a line here or there. Um, So the track I'm going to play is that part by Schoolboy Q featuring Kanye West from the album. What album was that? What's the name of that album? what was the name of it uh that part what's the name of that shit blank face wow drew a blank on blank face <laughs> uh once again this has been the Bronx Byers podcast i'm denzel thank you for listening here's that part with kanye west schoolboy q i just dropped 60 i feel like kobe rest in peace to the legend we love you we miss you Bronx Bias Podcast. We out.
0: Okay, okay. Beggars can't be choosers, business ain't your yeah. part, Nigga with an attitude, I feel like, oh shit. Walking, living legend, man, I feel like Kobe. Kobe. I just left the strip club, got some glitter on me. Wifey gonna kill me, she the da- Take a shower, new clothes, I'm reloaded. Uh, Rich niggas still eating catfish. Uh, That bitch ain't really bad, that's a catfish. Uh, If I walk up out of sassness, how the paparazzi doing backless? Uh, If I lay you down on the mattress, Uh, blow the back out to your backless. Uh, Think we already established. Uh, She just got them done, bra strapless. Okay, 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 okay. with an attitude I feel like O'Shea walking living legend man I feel like combat. That part
2: me no conversation with the
0: fake that part
2: all my bitches independent bitches that part I just want the paper that part all my bitches flavor that part that part that part that part Ay. that part Bang this shit in the hood one time, little bitch. I'm back and vibing. Tell that ugly bitch to move away. I need more options. Broke them fix your pockets. All I do is profit. Few million made and still ain't changed. That part, me, my girl got matching blame. That part, I'ma get so blowed, I'ma lose my brain. So, only thing goes straight. Need me a bitch that'll go both ways. Style on top of style, nigga. Since a and I wanted the ball, nigga. Had a pistol in my draws, nigga. When I was broke, I had the sauce, nigga. Got a Chevy beside the side on it. Honey's supposed to dang the dangs on it. Got a chop to stand and fire to so I put your arms up down beside you. Uh, me, no conversation with the fake. That part. All my bitches, independent bitches. That part. Want the paper? That part. All my bitches flavor. That part. That part. That part. That part. Hey. That part.
0: That part. That part. part. Walking, living, legend, man. I feel like Kobe. That part. I just dropped 60, man. in my way, I feel like yo, in my way, I ain't say shit you were listening close, though you were listening to hoes, though you were listening to the flow, though, listen to the gold that's a young nigga from the gold, though I'ma freestyle this motherfucker, who knew when my, my nigga, nigga, schoolboy, cute and I top up.